What's up, Canada? Welcome to another episode of Butting Heads. I'm Chris, as always, with Adam. And today we're going to be talking about a district court judge that struck down a antitrust lawsuit against Facebook and also how the governor in Florida just passed a bill that would um, change the school curriculum in Florida to teach about the evils of communism. So, Ooh, scary. Adam, um, let's get started. Um, you know, at first, this was just a story that we saw. It seemed really, you know, um, under the radar. It was just a random story we found. But um, I don't know. I think as we were talking about it, we started to develop like deeper thoughts about it. So um, when it comes to this um, antitrust lawsuit against Facebook, it getting thrown out, um, just what are your original thoughts that you have? Um, I guess it's like really, it's comp it, it, it kind of is, um, it's complicated in a way um, because one, like, I think it, would probably be fair to call like Facebook like at least like a lot of people would associate like Facebook with a monopoly in a way it, there's companies like Facebook but in terms of like who uses it its user base is by far and away like the largest um, alternatively though like I don't even know what breaking up like a digital company would be like that like what would happen with facebook.com do you all of a sudden get facebook.com like northeast branch does this stop you from going on to like other facebook yeah. in a way like what exactly is being stopped it's not like in the yeah. old days where you're breaking up physical companies with physical products and physical supply lines like yeah i it's really completely agree i i think um it doesn't make sense to actually Break up Google into a hundred different smaller search engines, or break up Facebook into a yeah. Like, um, what would that yeah, even mean? Can I, really do I have to like look for food on one search engine? Look for like a freaking animal, like doctor questions yeah. on another search engine? Like, um, I I I I do think that in general, like large corporations, um, you know, it, we shouldn't be a fan of of their massive profits and um you know just because they provide a service to us like google and facebook that's all fine like i just think um as long as these companies are being taxed fairly and as long as they're not you know influencing our government then that's fine i don't think it, we actually have to resort to um like breaking them up into a hundred different companies and so I think more in terms of like regulation when you need regulation and taxation um, and just making, look, they're just as much gonna try and slip under the radar of, of the tax laws as much as they can, just as much as ExxonMobil or Walmart will. So I think when it comes to taxation, we do need to take all these um, corporations and their growing power and their growing profits very seriously. But, um, yeah, I just I, I agree with you, Adam. I don't think breaking them up would be a proper solution. And I also did want to ask you. Um, so when you see that there are like, it, it, it's sort of on its head now. It's sort of you see how Republicans have come out against 
this district court ruling. So um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it it's kind of makes sense, right? It, it's uh, because, like, for years now, it's been uh, Silicon Valley tech giants are censoring free speech mainly because they are being held accountable for their misinformation that they're spreading. And while it's true where I don't necessarily want Google or Facebook to be like the arbiters of truth in this world, Facebook and Google do have a responsibility to the public for what they, for possibly spreading misinformation. It's one of those things where a neutral action probably is worse than just doing nothing. Yeah, so I think it's crazy because on one hand you have Republicans who have always defended um, uh, Walmart. Um, y you could never break up Walmart. You could never break up Exxon Mobil and Chevron. Um, and so now they sort of turn around, and now that it's Facebook who has censored them, and it's Google who have censored them, now they're going to turn around and they're going to say, oh, well, I actually think, you know, we should be exercising these antitrust laws. And it's sort of a complete 360. And, and also, I do want to add, too, you see on the other side as well, um, people who have always been, you know, largely against corporate power and and things like that can can now turn around on the other side and say, oh, well, you know, it's it's. It's these tech giants. We, we love Google. We love Facebook. And I, I don't really see a big problem with this. So I think it's just weird in this situation how we're seeing the roles of our politics sort of being completely reversed, or at least that's how I see it. I, I honestly feel like a lot of things are just situ like situationally based, not necessarily based off of like any like core tenets. Like, like I, it's definitely because like the group think in a way, right? Like conservatives are like against silicon valley so it's like anything silicon valley related you kind of have to hate um and then like liberals would be like more like a classic business in a way and what? yeah and i think people should do more to to not just situationally I mean, I mean i think just people in general and a lot of people um who talk about politics and who are in the business I think it's more important like to have some sort of principles even if it doesn't have to be like every single thing and um but to yeah. have some sort of principles that okay even if it happened in the reverse situation you, should you would okay still sort it. of like have a yeah it, it's that old voltaire so you quote. just don't see enough of that yeah it, it's like that old voltaire quote of uh, i don't agree with what you're doing but i'll defend to your to the death your right to do it like yeah, and and you really don't see enough of that, and I think that's part of the reason, like we do have a lot of problems in American politics today. Yeah, because, um, because it's just so easy for people to say one thing when one person's in charge, and then just say something else when another person's in charge. Yeah, I kind of like sometimes I feel like it's like the left-right paradigm in a way, where it's like one person will say like say oh the left believes this and the person's like i want to be identified on the left so i will now believe this and the person on the right says well this is right wing and we believe this so a person who's like right wing who wants to be part of the like the larger group says well okay well i want to be right wing so i believe this in a way like i think that happens a lot more than most people would admit and it's yeah. probably in some case something that we've all been guilty of at some point in our lives. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's something that we should all um, be conscious of, mm -hmm. and it's something that 
you know, and just make sure. I think people in general just need to have a little bit more introspection on that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no. no oh well. So and and another aspect of this. So we are talking about the antitrust, and I think it's just important to get a little bit of the history of um of this down. So. You know, back like um, in in the late 1800s or even the mid to late 1800s, um, America had a huge booming industrial manufacturing revolution, and with that, you got huge corporations such as Standard Oil, U.S. Steel, um, General Electric. Um, a little bit later on, uh, so you, you had uh, J.P. Morgan like revolutionize the banking industry. Like, yeah and, and that's and, also and when you had like the big <clears throat> names of like the american giants you, the, like standard oil was rockefeller u.s steel was carnegie like yeah exactly um vanderbilt with the um the, the railways yeah. right and so as industrialism um industrialization became more prevalent you had more worker conflicts um and and you also had more um, consumer conflict sort well. of corruption yeah and, and and you did have more um of the fact that corporations had more influence as they gained more size so eventually after a while people in, in sort of like a grassroots movement uh, came together and eventually the government had to pass a bill called the sherman antitrust act and this was in 1890 and I think me and some historians see this as it was just something to appease the people because they passed this act and the first time they actually broke up a trust um, of a company was in 1911, so 21 years later. So I think people need to realize like we did have a huge history with decades long momentum um, to finally get the government to act. And in 1911, they split up Standard Oil, and um, they split up Standard Oil into something like 100, 100 companies. And slowly over time, those companies have bought each other back up. Today, you're sitting there, you have ExxonMobil and Chevron. I, I think there are still other companies, but... Um, it's really just formed two companies today. So, you know, a lot of what happened back then still resonates in um, our political lives today. So, Adam, I'm just going to pass the ball to you. Um, yeah, so I think I'm always, like, a fan of, like, updating old laws, uh, especially when, like, it, like, things are completely different today as they were like a hundred years ago um even 50 years ago it's kind of like one of those things where like if we think about it like our economy is completely different and the way that like companies set themselves up is completely different than uh how they did like a hundred years ago like i said uh so like for instance there's a lot more like financing going on there's a lot more like shell companies that are like somewhat split off there's a lot more like horizontal integration going on um and like these are all like technically like somewhat owned by like boards of one company 
or several companies all together into one. It's like a completely jumboed mess that like one of the reasons why we don't have like a lot of um, like uh, uh, like uh, antitrust laws right now is because the, well, they're just not really like updated to fight, right? Like we're running on like antitrust version 2.0, but we should really be on like version 5.0. And I think that's a great point. This bill, so they did pass the Clayton Antitrust Act that's in um, 1914. Which actually did help a lot because um, a lot of people, like the, the, the original act was just too narrow to really like help. And the Clayton like helped um, form the FTC, which would actually litigate and give the federal government power to investigate. Um, and then another part of the legislation would be to like actually like broaden the definition of like what a monopoly is or what one would look like or certain rules that like would go into place to like create like what antitrust laws are. Yeah, so um yeah, you did have an expansion because the original law that they passed was not was not really very effective. Um but but also I, I think we do need to look because because when people first started experiencing these trillion-dollar con mega conglomerate corporations that um, that sort of rule, you know, rule their day-to-day -day lives, mm -hmm. um, their original thought was to just sort of okay break them up, and <clears throat> I think today we need a more modern solution to combat like corporate power and. I think along the lines of what you were saying, this is just an outdated way. It doesn't mean that 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 means we just let corporations sort of do whatever they want, and be, because the fact of the matter is, they can always skirt these laws. The laws are written down what you can and can't do, and they can just do everything in a way that it doesn't violate any of these antitrust laws. So, yeah. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, yeah, no, it's, like, that's just always the game of cat and mouse that, like, you always have to, like, play, where it's, like, you're going to come out off with, like, a new law, uh, well, you're going to find out, and then, like, someone is going to be, like, very, like, cunning and be, like, oh, technically this doesn't break this new law and whatnot, so then it's going to, like, obfuscate the process, which makes it harder on their part, so it's not like that law is, like, useless anymore, right? Like, I think, like, one of the biggest, like, uh, parts of, like, the Sherman Act... Yeah, the Sherman Act, the one after the, or uh, yeah, no, the Sher yeah, the Clayton, the Clayton Act was um, yeah, pretty much uh, having like pretty much uh, people come into like rooms and actually like set prices in like certain areas and whatnot. Uh, like this is something that's yeah. like illegal now, and like the Clayton Act right. made that illegal. So like technically, like there probably is some levels of price fixing that still exist in a way, but yeah, it, it yeah won't necessarily be so brazen and like i think the fact that like it's not brazen is incredibly like huge yeah so and 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 there is another important part of the history that i always like to highlight so um for a while in american history you had a governor of new york named teddy roosevelt who spoke out um really brazenly against big corporations and powerful interests and so the republican party at the time made him the vice president to william mckinley in order to 
um, take him off of the political map in order to sort of bury him and to um, there's a lot of evidence that just says that they did this to get his voice out of the political discourse and so a lot of people know about how Lincoln was shot and a lot of people know about how Kennedy was shot but also we had a president William McKinley who was shot by I believe a steel worker but regardless it was a working person and um it, it sort of played off like yeah this person was just insane um i i think on some level if you're gonna shoot and kill the president like you are insane but a lot more of it isn't played off on the fact that he was a disgruntled worker who was just fed up with political society in america and so he shot and killed william mckinley and that was, I believe, in 1901 or um, the early 1900s. And from there, you had Eddie Roosevelt take over. He used the Sherman Antitrust Act to sue um, in court like 40-some-odd times. And he also carried on sort of the will of the people. And I think that's just a great story in history that sort of still um, relates today when you see stories about the FTC and antitrust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those lawsuits really kind of felt, because like that, that is like one thing where it's like, you can kind of give certain, like for the initial Sherman Act, it, it was the first of its kind in the world. Like, this wasn't, this was uncharted territory, so like the lawsuits that like uh, Roosevelt was doing kind of really helped like expose like the weaknesses of the law and like would help innovations to it which like i think like a lesson to like the case that was thrown out today with like the whole facebook thing is okay well what part of the law or because i think the judge even said that he like somewhat agreed with the plaintiff but like legally um the definition just doesn't hold yeah so yeah, like, this so. is like a huge opportunity to like look at the field it's like okay well judge or like somebody asked the judge or like let's have the conversation of like okay why do we feel like this breaks antitrust and like what aspects of like our current law make it so that way like it doesn't meet this feeling but then yeah. again it also might just be true that like our feeling is just wrong in a way or like and that would be fine too to expose like yeah and i i i think there is something else that's important here like when you can see how republicans and can i'm not talking about the lawyers in washington dc i'm just talking about the average like republican person like like you know the the people in the community who that i grew up in i grew up in a real conservative area um you know and you can see how they have a uh disdain for these sort of corporations and corporate power um i just think maybe the left needs to find some more ways to say look at, at what they have look at how they're expressing themselves and how they're feeling and and we need to maybe tap into that and i i i think there's just so much discourse that doesn't do anything to actually convert other people to your point of view mm -hmm. and maybe just jumping on something like 
um, their willingness to want to see antitrust legislation um, take down Facebook. I, I think the left needs to do more to try and like tap into people's um, anger about this. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. There, there is absolutely like, um, like the fact that they are willing to have like government regulation come and, in and, to and like you, save and the day. Like that's kind of and use that to say like, shouldn't we be taxing corporations more? Sh- do you really want to be lowering taxes on the Mark Zuckerbergs mm-hmm. and the Jeff Bezoses? And then we sort of use that. Okay, and then we're also gonna, you know use that to tax corporations and then you can sort of tax them all but sort of channel their rage against those few companies to sort of actually get them on board with the plan you know you know i think i said like the same thing on like reddit like a few months ago um because like the topic of like jeff bezos came up and it was just like and like i think like my, my comment was like pretty much along the lines of why not just use Jeff Bezos as, like, the scapegoat to, like, influence, like, higher taxation policies or whatnot? Because, like, Trump really did the work for the past four years to freaking vilify Jeff Bezos. Not for the right reasons, like, but, like, he still did all the work of, like, oh, is Jeff Bezos a little too influential or, like, something like that? It's like, maybe. Okay. Yeah, and, and the fact that the CEO of a company is becoming a, a, a trillionaire while that company is paying no tax. Yeah, it's... You like, can almost get a Republican person to say, say like, yeah, that's maybe not that's right. not fair. Yeah. And so I think something's happening here. And, yeah, I like that song, right? <laughs> but, um... Wait, what song? Okay, never mind. There's, like, a famous, like, 70s song that's always played oh sorry (laughs) i'll show it to you later (laughs) okay you'll recognize it when you hear it i probably will i'm terrible with music Um, and and also so one more thing i would just add and before we move on to our next topic about florida um this country first started you couldn't just form a corporation if you just got enough money together, started selling something. You could start a business, but if you wanted to have a limited liability corporation where you, where the owners couldn't be personally held liable for the losses, and you know they couldn't be personally held liable for lawsuits against the company. So a corporation is a legal status. And um, when this country first started, corporations had to get a charter and then the charter would only last for so long. And you had to tell the government what you were in business for and what you were going to do and how you were going to make money. And the government had to allow you to exist and, and if you were doing something as a corporation that was against the interests of the democracy and, and, and the newly formed country, then they wouldn't allow you to form a charter. And so I think the country's just gone a long way away from original. not saying that that's how it should still be today, but it is important for people to see that that you sort of get this oh there's always been free markets and slowly and slowly there's been like more deregulation when actually if you look back at the original history that's not 
I would win. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so um, those are our thoughts on that. Let's um, let's go to the Florida governor. Um, they passed a bill in Florida to change the curriculum from. So it starts out that it changes the curriculum kindergarten through 12th grade that would teach them a civics class that would talk about the evils of communism, I'm sure, amongst other things. And also state colleges, the students have to take a civics exam and pass in order to graduate. So, Adam, your original thoughts on that? Yeah, why wait till college to make sure people have civics exams? That's <laughs> like kind of like well, uh, like with some, not yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that's kind of like what that, that just popped in my mind when you like said. I didn't really hear it a little bit in the pre-show. Like honestly, I have no issue with like a civics exam in LA. Um, but like, uh, there's I would find it really like, I just want to see the need, right? Like, where was this like communism being like the best thing in the world being taught all throughout Florida? Like, show me the classrooms. Show me the notebooks. Like, I, uh, I don't think it was really, I think it's, like, more of a, like, this doesn't exist, and you're just trying to act like it exists. My first thought was when they tried to teach us the D.A.R.E. program in school, and they just sort of hystericalized an issue rather than having fact-based conversations with kids about it. Is it sad and that I still remember the song that they made us sing? <laughs> yeah, so they got you singing songs. So, so you I think you're gonna drugs. have kids sing songs? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know a song and and the kind of stuff that they did. Um, and you can see the evidence now that the Dare program has not failure. done anything to to curb drug use in America. Yeah. And so I wonder if that's going to be the effect here, that kids would just get older and see how you hystericalize something, and then it, now if if they can sort of see it in a different light, see, they the will old... reject a lot of what they were taught. And so I, I think I, it could have an adverse I effect. I agree. Um, like, actually, I was just, like, thinking the same thing. Um, like, that's a good great idea with what you said, like, the D.A.R.E. program, right? Like, the D.A.R.E. program really did nothing. Like, all it did was just make it, like, try to, like, drugs are bad, okay? Don't do drugs. Um, but then, like, with this, it's just communism's bad. It's bad because it's evil. But, and then, but, like, unfortunately, it's, like, the world's not black and white, right? Like, I'd be okay with, like, okay, if you're going to preach how bad ca- or, um, communism is, then you should probably be fair to say talk about the negative sides of like the united states in a way as well right like if the purpose is for educational purposes and not to whitewash uh certain ideologies or even like certain governments in forms of totalitarianism then you shouldn't whitewash the united states right these are the same people who are pissed off over like critical race theory being like taught in schools right now but really most of what critical race theory is is hey, uh, yeah, uh, the United States was incredibly racist for the majority of its founding, and a lot of, like, people who we consider heroes 
kind of didn't respect the humanity of the of a good chunk of the American population. I, I just think, well, first of all, when you, when you talk about teaching kids politics in school, right, most of the day they're sitting in English, math, science. We're talking about history class, right? Like, that's where most kids, that's where these issues would come up. If um, and, and I know in that legislation they're talking about having, like, a separate civics class. Which, honestly, um, I'm not, like, I'm actually for. Like, I honestly think, like, a lot of kids should engage more in civics, and civics should be more emphasized, like. But it, it, it should right, be like, neutral. Um, it should be neutral in terms of it shouldn't be trying to tell you. It, it should just be telling you the facts. So, like, when it comes to critical race theory, I mean, you have to teach people about the Trail of Tears and the slave trade and Jim Crow laws and... Yeah. Just the facts of of of, the, the, of what the dark happened side of U.S. And, history, like right, and so then and then then you let people come up with the conclusion that they want to come up to after being armed with knowing how things went. Yeah, I mean, like if anything, we're now going to like get like a. It's kind of like um remember like when you found out that like Columbus wasn't necessarily like the hero that like they told you he was when you were like in second grade, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then now everyone's just on like now if you say anything of like anything somewhat positive of Columbus, you're now going to get like a lot of people calling you yeah. racist or go like, "Did you know he did not spread he spread syphilis? Did you know he like raped a lot of women?" It's like, "Yes, you're right. He did do all of those things." But he also conned the Queen of Spain into funding his trip to East India, which ended up, like, which is the kind of one of the reasons why, like, there are colonies that eventually turned into, like, my life being born. Like, so. Yeah. Saying um, that, like, giving some credit to, like, Columbus is okay. But then, like, yeah, now, now it's, like, related to, like, yeah. the, the communist thing now you're gonna go well communism is bad communism is bad why is it bad it's bad because it's bad it's bad because it's evil look at all these bad things well okay well now like the second like one person looks at like u.s history or like finds out that like the world isn't so like black and white and they discovers the gray they're now gonna probably gonna go into the the opposite direction i'm so glad you brought this up because there's a lot to unpack with the columbus thing like if you want to tell me Oh, yo, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um, all right, camera. Okay. But anyway, the thing about Columbus is that, first of all, a lot of people died. A lot of people died, the indigenous people. But yep. these people weren't all killed by, like, Christopher Columbus. I mean, a lot of it was the disease a that was brought over. was also just intertribal conflict and, like, a lot of, like, tribes taking, like, like A lot of it was people who like, had no association with Christopher Columbus who yeah. were out there colonizing. Like, like um, did Christopher Columbus colonize the whole entire thing himself? No, was mostly it, just, it was yeah. a whole effort by a whole country to do the colonizing so i mean yeah he did have bad thoughts about the indigenous people he he looked at them as like subhuman people but that he killed and he genocided or like the, even just trying know, to like erase any possible like credit to him right that right? that that everyone thought you would fall off the it's edge that, of the earth and, right and, or right. like it no, was too totally long but like if he didn't do it like no one would be alive today in a way 
right? Or like we wouldn't be alive. Our parents wouldn't be alive. Like our like great ancestors. Well, okay, maybe not our great aunt, but like actually, who knows? Also, so, like, someone would have eventually sailed over here, but um. I mean, yeah, yeah, Amerigo. He was the first guy. one. Yeah, and he was also the first one to actually get like funding for from like a state to like actually. And, like, like, I'm not even sure. Did he actually physically kill anybody? Like, I don't even know that. So I'm... Yeah, like... So he was over there with with a gun or a sword? Like, like, during his, like, second expedition is when he would, like... Second and third expeditions to, like, New World is when he, like, really got more into, like, uh, we're gonna get gold obsessed. Because, one, the the queen was the benefactor and he needed, like, return of the gold. Um, And, two... It was, he then, like, as he was, like, for, like forming colonies, he would oftentimes, like, just exploit, like, the indigenous tribes in the area. Yeah, so, like, I mean, definitely not a good guy. Definitely, definitely not, not a good, a good guy. guy. But, but like, also, at the same definitely time. not someone who, like, carried out, like, genocide. Or, um, like, someone who, like, on the has, level of Adolf Hitler. Or has had, like, zero contributions to, like, humanity in a way. Yeah, sure. That, that's, yeah, like, exactly. Kind of, like, exactly. Um, FDR put put asian americans in concentration camps or at least like um i i yeah a lot yeah and so right he allowed it and he also did the new deal (laughs) i think there's something about that he also worked with southern racists in order to get that new deal like so yeah it's a complicated world also i think people overly cancel out martin luther i think i've talked about this on a podcast before yeah but he lived his whole life in support of jewish people until like the last few years he started to develop like mental illnesses and like dementia or something like that and he started going crazy and he had these religious disputes with jewish people that people then make a jump to say is anti-semitic so now we just can't talk about the story of the time somebody like took down the catholic church and and overthrew their power so i think people with all this kind of stuff um it's also like get a um, little ridiculous also like again with like martin luther it's like he's also a pro like everyone is a product of their time right like everyone's gonna have these beliefs that like they may not even know are I mean, I mean, Hillary Clinton didn't think gay people should get married until 2010. Yeah. How do you think that's going to look 50 like, years from now? Really terrible. But, like, at the same time, it's like, yeah, wait, this is actually kind of true. Like, in fact, just, like, the term, like, when we, like, even when we were growing up in high school, like, people were, like, using the term gay as an insult. Yes. I don't think that exists oh, nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I don't think if anyone ever calls someone gay, like, I, like, I think in, like, most, at least, like, in our area, I, I, don't think this really exists anymore or at least the f word that oh my yeah yeah no yeah yeah so um yeah things have changed like things have changed and 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 oh my imagine actually just think about like trans acceptance has gotten like light years ahead in like the past like four like or five years like they're they're not like it's still like not where it should be none of these are where they should be which is why like thank god for like stuff like pride like like sure but like, they had like the there have been massive strides like just in our lifetime, and that's like insane. So yeah, um, but I think this conversation has gone full circle. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I guess like to bring it back to Florida, I personally really do think that um, I would be shocked if there is no like successful lawsuit um, against uh, this uh, legislation, or at least parts of the legislation, uh, when it comes to because it seems as though they're trying to like police uh, like professors' speech on campuses when they say don't quash conservative speech. Well, yeah, and I don't know if that's, yeah, state universities. Um, and, and part of the law was split in half between K through 12 and, and then also something about a civics exam for state universities. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if there is no, like, because, like, a lot of the stuff gets very yikesy upon, like, um, free speech territories where it's, like, there probably is some violation um, of course, it always comes down like, and also it's also like I don't know how you would even enforce half the stuff that are like put in there. Right, and also I I could see that turning on them when maybe oh like if they lose power to a democratic majority, then maybe oh they start teaching climate change is real and evolution is real. And if you like uh, try actually, well you know what maybe I should. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. But I mean, y you can teach people, right, like, I guess with evolution, it's kind of tough, well, you but like, you science. can teach people, like, yeah, you should not, like, like, but you can't come to a conclusion, sort of, like, in a lot of ways. I think, like, really, like, the biggest issue is not necessarily what's being taught, but how it's being taught and why we're teaching certain things. So the reason why you teach um, uh, evolution over creationism well, one, creationism is highly specific to one sect of, like, Christianity in a way. Like, the only people who are really saying this are, like, hardline like hard Christians and sometimes, like, hardline Jews. You don't really see it in any other, like, religious cultures. And this will then go, and then this is, like, unconstitutional because this will be the state promoting, like, a specific religion or at least a specific type of God. Um, yeah. And then alternatively, it's like, well, what's the foundations? Oh, between evolution and, like, a magic bus. On one side, you have liberalism in a way, right? Liberal ideas of like the scientific method of forming hypothesis, gathering data, observing the world, and creating decisions based off of the evidence that you see around you. Meanwhile, with creationism, it's the holy book, which again would be promoting like a, a form of religion. Um, so that's how I would say like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I agree with that. That that certain things like evolution and climate change like um it, it's how yeah and there's no too. problem with teaching people like okay this is this is countries that have tried to do communism mm -hmm. and and it, you can i guess sort of keep that kind yeah of, you can honestly um, go right ahead this yeah. is still this is history right like just don't I, show I just, think, just, just show both sides I think this will just backfire in their face so hard that I'm actually I'm actually just starting to think I'm not really super against this legislation because I just think it will backfire I'm just on them really I'm, hard. I'm hoping for the court case. I'm hoping for a court case to like just slam this down. Um, yeah. But um, also, like I think this also goes to show like this does bring up a good comment like of like should we be f like having such a decentralized education system if like an educated people is important for democracy or an educated people is important for functioning in a society should we really be like allowing so much 
like differentiations between like 50 separate states and still call ourselves a nation like we should probably be having like more nationalized curriculums as opposed to just statewide um, yeah and i th i think when you get into that i think we just need to also just change everything about like how kids are schooled um yeah, this could probably be a topic for facts. another yeah, because I could just get into, like, how studies show that homework doesn't help kids, yeah. how just keeping them sitting down doesn't really uh, – how against... it's, like, hyper-specific against, like, certain types of learners over other types of yes. learners. Yes. I, I, I've also seen studies that kids who sit at a desk that has, like, two pedals of, like, a bike and then, like, like sort of like an exercise bike attached to their desk. Yeah. Um, those kids perform better because they can concentrate more because they can sit there and burn off as excess a, energy as a constant fidgeter That's like so helpful <laughs> So yeah, and also when you look at what Khan Academy is doing um, in terms of teaching people may also uh, I could see a model where you have like someone who's online so someone who's the greatest explainer and teacher of all time a video of that one person explaining and teaching something and you can sort of in you can sort of like you can do it through a set of videos where kids can go all now all 20 kids in the class can sort of have their own curriculum i, I i've I seen would, a lot I, of I ideas would, like that with I khan would, academy i would disagree with with, uh, well like okay i would say that works for certain types of learners but it doesn't that's definitely not like forever like so like for instance with me i thrive under like discussion-based learning in a way um where it's like back and forth with like professors or even just teachers and like i just don't really get a lot out of videos as or like like comparatively yeah sure like, so I, I, I know there's a lot of stuff that gets lost on me well, yeah, and I, I think there would still be a teacher, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think there are people who know child psychology and how children learn, and I just think, in general, um, we, we just need a updated education system, like, overhaul in this country. Yeah, it should be a teacher, it should be an education system made up by teachers, not by lawyers. But um, I think that's just a different topic for a different day. Yep. But you, um, you, and be is interested there any, in that any topic, let us know in the comment section below. And yep. make sure you like and subscribe if you happen to enjoy what was said here today. Adam, any last words? Uh, no, unfortunately. All right, good night, Canada. Thanks for listening.